This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Barbu, and I'm back again with a solo episode. It's time to chat, ladies and gentlemen. I was talking to my sister this week, and she was telling me that my breakup podcast episode, which was by far my most listened to episode, which I had posted last September. She was telling me that all of her friends listened to it and they were asking her questions about it. And she was like, I'm not going to lie. I've never listened to a single one of your podcast episodes. And I was like, oh, thank you. I mean, I don't ever imagine people in my real life listening to my podcast because I feel like it's a diary. And she literally said that she was like, I feel like I'm invading your privacy if I listen because it feels like a diary. And I was like, honestly, Yeah, like, (laughs) I feel like I just kind of spill whatever I want on the podcast because one, I don't edit the episodes. And I think that helps because then I don't hear myself saying these things. And I'm not like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm like telling the world this. And two, it's because it's just me and a microphone. Like, I'm just sitting in this room, me and a mic, and I'm just chatting away and there's no one like in front of me. So it's not like I'm seeing it. And also podcasts don't have individual comments on them, which I kind of wish they did because I would love to like have a discussion at the end of this conversation. But what I love is that when people are impacted by a podcast episode, they'll DM me, they'll post on their story, they'll give it a review. So I know which ones kind of hit and which ones made a difference. And my solo episodes are by far the ones that I get the most engagement on. Like so many of you will DM me after. So like if you're listening to this and you want to have a discussion about anything I talked about or you relate to it or you resonate with it or whatever, post it on your story, DM me about it, you know, like let me know, let's have a conversation because then it makes it feel more real. But If not, I'm just like, yeah, this is my diary. Like, it's just me talking to a microphone. Like, if I, if podcasts were around when I was like seven years old and I was writing like Dear Diary and like writing my thoughts on there, I would definitely have had a podcast and it would have been just me (laughs) rambling on about my life like I'm doing now. So I definitely view these as like an extension of my inner thoughts and I'm kind of using it as a way to be like, does anyone else feel this way or am I alone here? So that's what this podcast is about for the most part. Like the, we're getting the real, real. We're not getting the highlight reel on Instagram. You're getting my innermost thoughts. And I'm not going to say like darkest secrets because I don't necessarily do that on this podcast yet. Maybe one day we'll get there, but I feel like it's like my therapy session or something, or it's just like a diary that I'm reading. So I hope you guys, all in all, I hope you guys like it because yeah, my sister was like, yeah, I've never listened to a single episode. I just feel like it's invading your privacy. And I was like, you know what? Respect. I respect it because it feels that way to me too. (laughs) I just don't envision anyone in my real life listening to this. Even though if you do know me in real life and you're listening to this, then hello. Hi. (laughs) I just don't, I, I just never envision that. So anyways, besides the point, this episode is about what no one tells you in your 20s. And I'm so excited about it because I feel like your 20s are just such a weird time. And I feel like so many of my listeners are in their 20s, whether you're 20 years old or you're 29 or even early 30s. I just feel like we're all kind of going through very similar life stages. So I wanted to make this episode. And also it just kind of 
reminded me to make this because I was in Honduras this past week. If you guys don't know, my mom is from Honduras. And so I used to go all the time as a kid. I would spend two weeks to a month there every single summer up until I was like 12, maybe. And then I hadn't gone back in the past 10 years. So the last time I went back, I was 16 years old. And before then, I would go almost every single summer for a very long time. Me and my cousins were super close. Like I was always the baby cousin at that time. My cousins are all older than me, but the oldest one is like 35. So there's like nine years in between us. And then, you know, there's one of my cousins is three years older than me. The other one's like one year older, five years older. Like we're all we're all very close in age. And so we would spend so much time together growing up. And it was so much fun, always, always going back there. And I went this past weekend there to see my family. And my cousin was getting married. So I went to his wedding. And it just got me thinking about like how strange your 20s are, like seeing all of us grow up and then seeing, you know, all of us navigate our 20s. And some of my cousins are now in their 30s. And I just wanted to talk about some of the things that I think no one tells you about your 20s. And it just made me nostalgic about growing up in general. And it made me very sentimental about growing up in general. And so I kind of wanted to make this episode to really relate to you guys and not to relate to you, but to relate with you. And hopefully some of you feel the same way. And if you don't, then let me know. But I don't know. Your 20s are just a very weird time. I think they're the most confusing time by far. So for 13 to 17 years of your life, depending on if you went to college or not, you knew what was next. Like you knew that you were either moving on to the next grade with the same people. You knew if you were or if you weren't going to college after high school. You knew that when you graduated college, you were going to need to find a job. You had a roadmap and it was already set for you. But once those chapters end, it's all jumbled together into what we call your mid-20s. So welcome, everyone. Your mid-20s are super unknown. I mean, you have friends that are having babies. You have friends that are getting married, friends that are even getting divorced. You have friends that have never been in a relationship before. You have friends that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars versus people who, you know, are struggling to pay the bills. Everyone is trying to figure out who they are and what they want to do and where they want to live. And in a way, I think your 20s are your most selfish years because of all the decisions that you make, you're making for yourself and only yourself. Like this can obviously happen in your 30s as well. This is not a blanket statement. So no one come for me and be like, I'm 30 and I'm experiencing this because I know it can happen. I'm generalizing here. But it seems to me that your 20s are the time when it's the most prominent and it's the most acceptable by society time to be selfish. But also there's just like so many unknowns. It's really the time when like everyone's all over the map, but yet we are constantly like comparing ourselves and like feeling like we're not on track when there literally is no track. It's kind of like you're in a desert and there's no road. Like you can, if you're in a car, you're in a desert and you can go left, right, sideways, like doesn't matter backwards. And there's no like right or wrong path because you like you have no idea what's ahead of you and you're just driving aimlessly in the desert. And that's how I view your 20s. Whereas I feel like when you get older, there's more of a roadmap, I guess maybe not when you get older with age, but once you start having like life choices that you make, like once you start having kids and your kids are in school, there's slightly more structure and roadmap than like when you're in your 20s and like you're single and you have no idea like what to do next. So I think that's kind of what I'm trying to say with your 20s. So I want to talk about some things that I think no one tells you about your 20s before you get there. And these are 10 of those things. And I just would love to know your thoughts and want to know what else you would add to this list. So first one is that no one really uses their major at the end of the day. And this is specific to the people that went to college, because obviously I know not everyone goes to college. But for me, I put so much pressure when I was 18 on myself for what I was going to major in. I thought that it made the biggest difference. And while 
don't get me wrong, it does make a difference. And of course, if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, anything specific like that, your major does matter slightly more. I think it matters more, obviously, what you master in, like going to med school, going to law school rather than undergrad. But still, it matters slightly more if that's like the path that you want to choose. But I, for one, thought that your major was the biggest decision that you would have to make, that it would impact the rest of your life. Like, I didn't think that you could major in something and just like not have anything to do with it. Like, I thought your major was such a big decision. And I actually read the statistic in this book that I was reading. It's called The Psychology of Money. And I don't know why they brought it up in this book, but it was saying that 24% of college graduates are using their degree. So only 24% are using their degree. 76% of people are not using their degree. They're not using what they majored in. And I think that's very comforting because I think a lot of times people feel like, oh my God, I just spent all this money. I'm in student loan debt. I spent four years of my life majoring in something. How could I not do it? And I think your major is something that, yes, it like prepares you and it can set you for your first job out of college. But after that, it really does not matter. And I just never <laughs> knew that when I was, you know, 18 and trying to figure out where I'm going to go to school and what I'm going to do. So I think that that was just something that I have now that I'm 26, almost 27. I'm like, I wish I would have told my 18 year old self that. And my 22-year-old self, I wish I would have told my graduating out of college self that because I think I just had so much pressure that I needed to do something in engineering. And I kind of felt like a failure if I didn't, even though it wasn't something that I even wanted to pursue. So yeah, I hope that that brings comfort to some people. But I was also shocked. I would love to know if you're still doing something with your major because <laughs> I am just like, we, like I've learned 76% of people are not. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. 
Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The next one is that you grow apart from a lot of your friends, high school and college. And this is kind of obvious, but when I was in high school, I knew I would grow apart from some of my friends. But, you know, I had my best high school friends like we were a friend group. I had my best girlfriends and I thought, okay, nothing's going to separate us. Like college isn't going to separate us. Life isn't going to separate us. We're best friends. College comes around and you kind of make new best friends. Like they're kind of like layered on top of your high school best friends a lot of times. And you're still friends with your high school friends, but then you have your college best friends. And that's when you're like, okay, I'm an adult now. I'm 18. I'm 20. I'm I'm 21. I'm 22. I'm 19. Whatever age you are. And you're like, these are my new best friends. And truthfully, your college friends definitely last longer than your other friends. And I think your college friends are definitely more like lifelong friends. But then you become an adult. And making friends is really, really, really hard. But also sustaining relationships is really, really hard when you become an adult because everyone has different lives. Like we said, it's the empty desert. Everyone's on a different life path. And along the way, your 20s are a long stretch of time. It's more than just college was four years. Your 20s are a a whole decade. Over time, you start to distance yourself from not only those high school friends, but those college friends that you had. And you start kind of adding friends along the way. And I think people think like it's so hard to make friends in your 20s and it is, but I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. I think we think it's harder because in four years you made a ton of friends because obviously you were, you know, in an environment where making relationships and making friendships was encouraged. But think of the long stretch of time that is your 20s, which is a whole decade. You have made a lot of friends throughout that decade, but it's not as intense as when you were in college or when you were in high school and you were pretty much forced to become friends with the people in your close proximity. And now on top of making friends, you have to sustain these relationships that you made when you were in high school and in college. And that gets really, really, really hard. So when by the time you get to my age, guys, 26, oh my God, so old. (laughs) By the time you get to my age, you realize that you start growing apart from a lot of people that you thought were going to be in your life forever. And I don't think that's a 
bad thing. I think it's part of life. And I think there are some people, whether it's friendships, relationships, whatever it might be that you thought that you were going to have in your life, you both grow as different people. And I think that you can appreciate the beautiful friendship that you once had while still realizing that growing apart is a necessary part of life and it's not always a bad thing. So that's just one thing that I've noticed. I mean, I my best friends right now are friends that I've made in the past year and it's friends that I've made in college. I can tell you right now, I do not have a single person. Actually, okay, that's a lie. I have one person that I would consider my best friend from like pre-college, which is my friend Katie, who I've known since I was literally in fifth grade. So it's been like a lifelong friend. But in terms of like friends that I've made in high school that were my best friends in high school, I don't have a single one that I would say is like my best friend today. And that's fine. And uh, same with college. In college, I had some friends that I was super, super close with and life happened. And I have, of course, a handful that I can say are my best friends. But you grow apart because your life changes. And if you don't embrace the change that your 20s are, then that's when I think you end up feeling like behind or you feel like unfulfilled or unsatisfied. But we should embrace change because change is a good thing. Like if change is coming, it doesn't mean that you're letting go of something good and nothing good is going to come along. It just gets filled in different ways and it gets replaced. And I don't know, I don't think growing apart should be viewed as a bad thing. I think people view it as a very negative thing and a very sad thing. But I view it as kind of like a great thing. Like you guys are figuring out more of who you are, whether it's you, whether it's your friend, and you're finding people that are more compatible with the stage of life that you're in along the way and that you can grow alongside and along with. But I don't think growing apart with people should be a bad thing if it was it's just that it's growing apart. There's no drama. There was a big fight. It was just growing apart. I think it's kind of a good thing and it should be embraced. The next one is that you need to get more comfortable being alone. This is another thing kind of going back to what I was saying was that your your 20s is a stretch of 10 years. So you better be comfortable being alone because there's a lot of it as you grow apart from people and as making those friends isn't as instantaneous. And the second you become comfortable being alone, I think is when you will become really happy with embracing the messiness and the craziness that is your 20s. You should be comfortable being alone because you're going to be alone whether you live alone or not. People have have different priorities in your 20s, your friends, your family, people are doing their own thing. They're again in the desert with you driving their own course. And so you're going to be alone a lot of the times. Maybe, you know, you'll meet up with people along the journey. And of course, there are going to be moments when you're living life alongside someone else or along people. But for the most part, I think your 20s is a very lonely and isolating time. But that again, shouldn't be something that is a bad thing. Like I personally love being alone. And it also like used to scare me a lot. Like I'm someone that has never been single until now. And so I was really scared. I mean, I hadn't been single since I was 17. And so I was like, how am I going to embark on this journey of being alone? Like, what am I going to do? How's it going to be? And let me tell you, I have loved a lot of it. I'm not going to say I've loved every second of it because I think that would be silly and not true if I was like, I've loved every single second of being alone in my 20s. Because of course not, we're humans. But I will say I've gotten very comfortable at it. I've gotten comfortable with the fact that I am alone and that loneliness is a part of life. And that's when I stop comparing myself and I stop, you know, like wishing that my life looked differently and I start embracing this like desert that we're in. And I'm going to use this analogy for probably every single one of these examples. So get ready, guys. 
The next one is that most people are faking it until they make it. Yes, cheesy cliche saying, I know, but it's true. And I think the more and more I've talked to people that I admire and the more and more I talk to successful people and hear about their stories and hear how they got started, I realize how true that is. No one's going to tell you that they're faking it in the moment. Like no one's going to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, this, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, sometimes people might say that in certain situations, but no one's going to want to portray themselves that way like yet. But I think when you talk to people that are older or you talk to people like your friends or people that you admire, you start realizing that people kind of don't have everything figured out and they're figuring things out along the way with you. And those are the people that you thought had everything figured out. You thought that they were like on top of it. You thought that they were on track. You thought or not on track, but you thought that they had everything put together and that you were the one that was like confused and you were the one that was, you know, feeling left behind or feeling like an imposter when that's so common for everyone to feel that way. And I think our 20s are the perfect example of that, especially on social media. People are trying to show off that they live this like amazing life. And I don't blame people because of course, you're not going to put the lowlights on social media. But I think people are trying to be perceived that like every moment is great. And we always need to remember when we're viewing that when we're viewing the highlight reel, that not every moment is great. And that most people really do fake it until they make it. Number five is that your job does not define you and you have so much time to pivot. This kind of goes back to the first one where your major, like most people don't do anything with their major, but also your job, like your first job does not need to be your dream job. Your second, third job doesn't need to be your dream job. You can pivot as many times as you want and you don't need to be stuck in what you're doing. I feel like I'm only 26 and I've pivoted a million times. I had an online store. I literally had a Shopify online store. Who remembers Shop Barbu? Please let me know if you remember those days. I had an agency. I worked at Accenture for a little bit. I became a full-time content creator, a podcaster, and now I'm the founder of a company. And I'm sure that before my 20s end, there will be other pivots in my life, whether it's in the role that I'm doing, my day-to-day. There's always going to be pivots. And so I think that you need to realize that your job itself doesn't define you. And you need to be the one that knows like you can always make a change and change is okay and change is going to happen because no one stays stagnant forever. So I think that's another thing that I've really realized as I've pivoted so much in my 20s and I've talked to other people that have had some major pivots and some major transformations in their 20s. Number six is that structure and routine are good things. I remember when I turned 16 years old, I was so excited to get my license because I could go to Starbucks whenever I wanted. And I say Starbucks because that is the only place I wanted to drive to. I remember when my mom would pick me up from school, I was like, mom, can we please go to Starbucks? And I would get a white iced mocha, which I would never get that today because it's so sweet. But that is what I wanted my license for. I was like, I cannot wait to go to Starbucks all the time because she would always tell me, no, you can't go to Starbucks. Don't spend money on that. And I would just want to go. I was like, I just want to go to Starbucks. Like that is all I wanted to do. And that's all I wanted my license for. And then as I got older, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to go to college and turn 18 because then I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can sleep in. I can sleep late. I can, you know, party. I can hang out with my friends until 1am. You know, I wanted no boundaries. I wanted to live a life with like zero boundaries, zero structure. And I want to do whatever I wanted. And I was like, when I quit my job, I'm gonna do whatever I want. My days are gonna be up to me. I'm gonna do whatever. And that was always what I wanted. Now I realize (laughs) that structure and routine are very good things and I actually love them. I have an office now because I like the structure of going into an office and not just being able to, you know, 
work from home whenever. I mean, I'm so grateful I have the privilege of working from home, but like I wanted that structure of an office. I have a morning routine. I wake up before 7 a.m. I like to say 6 a.m., but that usually doesn't happen. I wake up before 7 a.m. every morning because I want to have that morning routine structure. At night, I have a system. I have a structure of what I do during the day and during the week with our team. I have a structure, even though technically I don't need to have that. And it has just made life a lot better because now you know how to kind of like live within those boundaries but then also you have more freedom like outside of those boundaries if it makes sense like I am setting myself up for success so that I can have freedom to do what I want in the future still in the confines of like structure and boundaries that make me feel more free I don't know if that makes any sense to you but I don't know I found that I feel more free I feel more in control of my life when I have structure versus when I'm just kind of like lollygagging around without a plan and without any structure throughout my day like my weekends are sometimes stressful because I'm like okay what do I do all day like what? I don't have structure in my weekends so I'm like what the heck do I do so that's why I do think structure and routine are good things and it's something I didn't really appreciate until I got to my 20s Number seven is that you will grow out of a lot of things, whether that is views, whether that's beliefs, whether it's friendships, relationships, whether it's interests and activities. I mean, you will grow out of certain things. I remember thinking that, you know, like when I was in college, I thought that like, for example, I guess not college, but for my freshman year, I don't want to loop college in as a whole. When I was a freshman, I thought frat parties were the coolest things. I was like, these are so cool. I can't believe we're 18 years old and we're going to these frat parties and there's all these people and oh my gosh, this feels like a movie. I thought it was so cool. I grew out of that within like six months. I was like, by second semester, I was like, all right, I'm over this. <laughs> Definitely by sophomore year. So like you grow out of things and that's one small example. There were certain like jobs that I really wanted. There were certain like styles that I really loved. There were certain people that I wanted in my life forever that I grew out of and changed. And there are certain beliefs that I've held when I was in my teens and early 20s that I no longer believe. And you grow out of a lot. And again, going back to the notion that change is a good thing, I think that's actually a really, really good thing. And it's a beautiful thing to see yourself change. And that's kind of what your 20s are for. Number eight is that your confidence will come from things outside of appearance. Maybe this is a personal one for me. I feel like some people are going to be like, uh, yeah, I knew that from day one. I think I held a lot of my self-esteem and my confidence with how I looked, how I appeared to others, how I dressed, how my hair was, just how my makeup was done, what my social media looked like. Like, I think that is how I viewed a lot of my self-esteem and where a lot of my confidence came from. I will say now that that is no longer the case. I think that like if someone compliments me on my looks, of course, it feels good. I appreciate it. But I always find so much more like satisfaction when I'm complimented on like a personality trait or like the way that hanging out with someone makes them feel or my like ambition. Like, I don't know. I know that might sound cheesy and I feel like I sound like a rom-com right now or some like cheesy holiday greeting card, but that is true. And I don't know. I feel like my confidence comes from so much more than just the way I look that like compliments about your looks can feel sometimes like okay, like anyone can give those. And maybe it's because the age of social media, everyone's always like hyping everyone up on social media. But I think comments that are not about that and like compliments that are not about that are so much more meaningful. But when I was 18, that was like the best compliment you could give me was that I was like pretty, you know, and that's just not the case anymore. So I'm really happy I grew out of that one. And number nine, comparison will truly rob you 
of happiness in all aspects of your life. Whether you are comparing your finances to someone else's, whether you're comparing your relationship with someone else's, whether you're comparing your friendships with someone else's or your job with someone else's, you never know what that person's going through. Again, they're all faking it till they make it. I swear I have a theory. The more often someone posts and comments, like the more often your boyfriend or girlfriend comments and like hypes you up on social media and like posts about you, the less happy that relationship is. Of course, that's not always the case. but <laughs> It's my theory. Because whenever I see like my friends that have been in the most toxic relationships are always the most active on social media. The celebrities that you see like commenting on people's posts, like take like Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson, for example, that man commented on every single one of Ariana Grande's photos until the day that they announced they were breaking up I swear like to me that means nothing so there's no point in comparing yourself to people on social media finances is the same way you really have no idea how much money someone like how they're spending their money you don't know how they've gotten that money you don't know the like privileges they've had in place that have made it easier to get that money and also you don't know what your future looks like and to say or their future looks like to say that they're always going to be ahead because they might not or friendships like some people compare oh my god I don't have friends and that person has friends I don't have a friend group. That person has a friend group. You have no idea what those friendships are like. And you don't even know if like, like who's going to come into your life. And there's a reason why you might be feeling a season of loneliness or singleness or whatever that might look like. Or same with a job. You might think something's a dream job until you get into it. And then you realize you hate it. If you compare yourself, you will never be happy because there's always something that you don't have. You're always lacking. Comparison will never breed like, oh my God, I'm comparing myself and I realize I'm the best. Like that never happens because you always compare yourself. Your brain will always try to compare you to someone who seems to have more than you, quote unquote. So just just don't do it, okay? And then the last one is that investing in your health and happiness is always a good thing. I cannot tell you like, I have not really been drinking that often and I've been taking a lot more supplements and I've been eating a lot healthier of meals and I've been working out and I've never felt better. And I will spend money on a workout plan. I will spend money on organic healthy food. Not everyone can say that and I completely understand, but we all invest either our time or money into something and we all choose to invest it into something that feels good or bad. If scrolling on Instagram makes you feel bad about yourself, then don't do it. Invest your time in something else. I know it's an addiction that we need to break, and I have an episode all about breaking up with your phone, so go ahead and listen to that if you want to break that addiction, but don't do things that make you feel bad. Invest in things, whether it's time, money, or both, that make you feel good and make you feel better. If journaling makes you feel better, then wake up earlier and do it. If waking up early makes you feel better, invest in that. If you know, eating healthy makes you feel better, then don't spend money on fried things and fast food and like going out to eat all the time. Like invest in taking the time to write out recipes and make meals that make you feel better about yourself because it's just not the time right now in your 20s to feel like crap and to feel like crap about yourself mentally, physically, whatever. So that's just one of the biggest things. Like I will gladly spend money on supplements and my health because I know that it makes me feel better in the long run. And that's just something that I would have never done when I was like 19, 20, 21. So I sound like an old person, but it's true. These were some like rapid fire things that no one tells you about in your 20s, but I just like 
was writing this out. I was going to only do five at first and like elaborate more on each topic. But I was like, no, 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 I want to brain dump and I'm going to get all 10 of these things that I'm thinking out on paper. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And I want to know what things I missed, what things that you have learned about in your 20s or if any of these resonate with you. And if they do, don't forget to rate and review on Apple or Spotify. And also screenshot this and post it on your story and tag me because that gets the word out of my podcast. But also I want to know who's listening. Because again, like I said, I want to have a conversation with you guys. So let me know. I just spoke for 30 minutes with no interruption. So I need you to tell me. (laughs) I need you to talk to me about this. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovon Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.